Adios Nachos Amigos, and welcome back to Record Breakers. Back on the horse, back on the bike, back on, back in the thing, back in the seat, back in the hot seat, back in black. Uh, we're here, talk about music, uh, share music with each other as a, as a quorum, uh, as friends, as com- comrades. Uh, here, I'm Peter Raven, man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is my team. We've got Brett. Do the Donkey Kong. We've got Drew. I think I've caught Pac-Man Peter. And we've got Patrick. I can't think of another video game related song to reference right now. Yes. Uh, I like that. That that was one of my favorites. It's a good classic uh, off of of, uh, Buckner Garcia's Lesser Known Works. Uh, (laughs) American Communism. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Buckner and Garcia's Lesser Known Works. Is great. <laughs> that would, you know, what that would make a great nerdcore album name <laughs> of some unrelated uh, nerdcore rapper. It's <laughs> just uh, some nerdcore rapper entitles the song Buckner and Garcia's Lesser Known Works. Never references it. Get on uh, that, Mega Ran. Yeah. No, Mega Ran doesn't reference it, but the entire song is about the ghosts from pac-man and not actually pac-man so he has to make up rhymes about blinky yes <laughs> um all right Climb, yeah. before we go on a further tangent uh we are here to talk about music the provider of said music this week uh now that we're back from our little uh, un- unplanned hiatus uh we're back here the pro- provider of the music is here is patrick patrick what do you got for us uh, so it brought a new album from an old band, Dinosaur Jr. and their 2016 release. Give a glimpse of what you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Brett, I'll ask you what what expectations did you have coming into this album? Well, as as a really short recap, my relationship with Dinosaur Jr. For those of you who weren't here last time we we listened to them, uh, I never really followed them, um, and even after listening to them for the show, I, I didn't ever go back uh they're just not a band that was around me and the people that that were around me listening to music um and i also had a pub trivia team named vaginasaur jr um uh uh, i was unaware of this album and uh i was curious if this would change my opinion Mm -hmm. uh true what were your expectations coming into this album um i don't really listen to much dinosaur jr if at all ever so this was sort of me going like okay what what is this going to be about if they're a band from back in the day a band that was sort of a cornerstone of alt rock in the 90s what would something modern sound like from someone that sort of gave rise to that sort of sound Let, let's see what happens and that was sort of all i went into it with Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's a hard act, you know, after Dinosaur Senior, um, you know, hit the stage and rocked the world, following it up's a real, real tough gig. So, you know, I, that is for sure. I really feel for <laughs> and and Dinosaur the third, you know, playing space rock that, you know, that's man. Yeah. <laughs> Warp Tour stage like 11. But yeah, I, I hear Dinosaur the fourth is coming out with an alt country record. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, Patrick. Gonna, uh, have a featuring of 
uh, the guy, the lead singer from Old Crow, is what it's going to be. <laughs> uh, Patrick, what, what, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes elements that make it up? So, Dinosaur Jr., uh, I'm going to do a little history. They, they started in the mid-80s and kind of rose to prominence with alternative rock in the early 90s. They're, they're one of those bands that's on that list of your favorite band's favorite band, I think. They're, they're uh, pretty influential, but also like just you know a band people really like. There was at least at one time where Kurt Cobain really wanted Jay Maskus to be in Nirvana before it was Nirvana. Um, they're they're basically a rock band. They with like sort of equal parts like sort of fuzzy jangly classic rock, but also like they grew up listening to punk and noise rock, so you get a little bit of both mixed together. Um, it's, it's sort of, it's, uh, to me, it's as nostalgic as it is kind of like innovative and refreshing, especially given that they're still doing this 30 years later. Um, and they still sound like dinosaur junior in kind of a good way. Uh, I, I could have gone back and like picked a softball, like without a sound, which is, you know, from like 94 from like the core of their thing. But I, I ended up listening to this album. I feel like 2016 was kind of a mediocre year for music after 2015 was amazing. And this ended up kind of being one of my favorite albums of the year. So I f- thought I'd bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Brett, how would you describe what would be the themes elements that caught your attention on this album? I mean, this is a familiar formula to, to us, um, the people who have heard uh, more of this band. But, you know, it's it's. You know, it's it's dirty guitar, downbeat lyrics. There's nothing really shocking or new um, with the sound of this album. Um, you know, it's it's practically made up of everything you would expect to to be in the ingredients list of an album, um, and that that's not a bad thing. Um, you you come into this expecting something, and you get it. Um, you know, it's it's not it's it it's produced pretty well. Um, it's got, there's overall um, this the, a really really good room tone to everything that's recording. Nothing earth shattering, but it's really good. Um, it y- you get like a good mix of well sounding jangle uh, and and some dirt. Um, it's not all noise. Um, it, the the album breathes as it goes along. Um, you you're you're not just constantly going from from banging metal chairs to banging wooden chairs. Uh, it's 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 not just dirt on top of dirt there's there's time to breathe it's not as painful to listen to in your earbuds as uh you might think um but yeah there's a, there's a lot of times that this album slows down um and uh it's very good for for the album because of that mm-hmm. uh drew what would be the themes elements that caught your attention well before i get to mine it's actually funny like as brett said that um he makes a really good point about the sound of the record where some records, especially lately from any band will sound produced to the point where you, the, all you're hearing essentially is the instruments. There is a bit of roominess to it that I think is kind of cool. And actually oddly enough this morning, I was less, like watching YouTube videos with my father uh, before we went to a family party of like, old Skinnerd and stuff like that because that's what me and my dad do for fun I guess um and it, remembering like that era and having that sort of classic rock have 
you heard sort of a rawness to it at times, which I think is really cool. Um, even in those like arena rock bands and hearing a little bit of that here, he makes a very valid point and I didn't make those two connections until just this moment. Um, but the weird thing about this album to me in 2016, it made in 2016, or not in 2016, but being made in 2016 is that it makes me feel a bit nostalgic um, in a weird way. It's one of those bands that, like I said, I don't, I never really dove into. They were a list of shame for a long time for me uh, because I knew I should because, like Pat said, it's your favorite band's favorite band. And, like, you should probably go and see what inspired the people that inspire you. Um, And I didn't. And that's my fault for not really diving really deep into Dinosaur Jr. at all. Um, Part classic rock, part punk rock, part noise rock. It's just this mash of things that, like, if you're familiar with, like, the mid-90s alt-rock scene, you know the people that um, were inspired by Dinosaur Jr. Um, That crunch in the guitars is great. But there is parts where there is some jangle, there's some openness to the guitars and an open feeling to the music that's really, really cool. It's something that made me want to be a kid again, just in the back of the car listening to, I know I've referenced this station before, but a local station, 88.9, The Alternation. Um, And just like (laughs) sort of discovering what, yes, it's, and it's run like the radio tower is behind the football uh, field of a local high school um or at least it was uh when i was a kid um which i think is kind of cool but um it's that it was that time of like discovering like what i liked in music and stuff like that and just being really happy when my parents would let us choose to listen to 889 and stuff like that it's something that's awesome the one thing that i could say that was kind of a problem for me um a little bit was at times just forgetting where I was in the record and no one song jumping out at me and being super memorable. Um, is it the sort of drone on the vocals? Is it that overdriven noise rock side that they sometimes dive into? I don't know. But the me picking out individual tracks for this record was harder than on most other records we dive into. And that was kind of weird, but overall, I think the album was kind of solid. So I, I had the same issues with picking individual tracks out uh, because this is essentially the same music that's been made for since we were kids, and it's <laughs> it's just sort of a sound that yeah we 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 lived on that as children. So yeah, yeah I could it, see how it could kind of be difficult to be like oh hey this fresh new thing. Yeah, it's kind of like kind of it flows together. I think that that's the 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 cutting edge sword. It flows together, but it more than it like more than it melts into a, like a, a mass. But it just it it tends to kind of uh, like make you forget individual tracks. I guess. Also, I love that you reference to your favorite station. Uh, made me think of like the only FM station I've ever I've been excited about recently. Here we have Shake One Hundred Eight, which is uh which is a cool thing because it was a dude that one uh frequency <laughs> access to a frequency uh at 107.9 and he just started playing stuff off his like playlist and transmitting it off of fm radio that's awesome yeah uh i think like late at some point he started he had to get better equipment and he had to start being a little bit more formal but yeah it's it's i didn't know about them until my brother told me about that about it and it was like yeah it's really cool it's just like a dude 
It was like a non-profit station. It's awesome. And they just like play like different mixes. They have like a local time, you know, they have, uh, they play like, you know, different styles, like alternative, things like that. It's cool. Uh, would yeah. they uh, would they play a a, a four person uh, review podcast of albums? <laughs> that would be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you're gonna hit the tower <laughs> like of power a, all eight watts. Yes, coming to you. <laughs> that would be awesome if we did, like local, you know, uh, record breakers uh, every I don't know what the hell uh, on your terrestrial dial. Yeah, on fifteen forty. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at five o'clock. Come listen to before our two bell. episodes of the Record Breakers podcast. <laughs> uh, that'd be that'd be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, back to back to the matter at hand. Uh, Patrick, what will be some of the key tracks for you? So I'll do the Record Breakers thing and talk about the opening track, "Going Down." Um, Jay Mouskis has like the, the sickest of guitar tones. Um, there are many guitar players with sick guitar tone, and he is one of them. And it, this song's got a really, really good riff, too. Um, uh, the vocals are what Jay Mascus does. It's kind of droney and weirdly... It's weird it's Jay Mascus, and I don't think anyone else really sounds like him. Uh, people have compared it to Neil Young, and he kind of hates when you do that. But, like, that that is probably not the most inappropriate uh, of a comparisons. They're very laid back, and they're kind of more buried in the mix than a lot of stuff uh so you get that um the with this song you can hear the bass doing some cool stuff underneath the guitars but it is really a guitar attack and uh like this this album for me it's you know it it is it's rock and roll music in a time when that is i think not you know there's not nearly enough of it uh be a part um I find Jay Mascus's voice really comforting in a weird way. Uh, and this song, it's it's got some parts that are a little more uh, laid back and low key. And like it, it just it's I like his voice. It makes me makes me very relaxed because it, it isn't super aggressive, super angry, super aggro. He's just singing stuff and in kind of this weird, slightly droney way. Um, and this song, like you get a really good density of it where if you if a thing I sometimes do, especially if I've listened to an album for a while, is I start honing in on individual parts, like trying to listen to the bass line or listening to the guitars or what the drums are doing. And this song, you, there's a ton to really dig into. And then uh, Good to Know, which is another, I think, really good like uh, guitar-heavy track. Um, you can hear, and, I was, and this is probably something you would only hear in headphones, unless you have like better speakers than me, which is, you know you would have to have spent some money. Uh, you can hear that clearly the guitars are overdubbed and they put one guitar, one of the recordings left and one of them right. And the weird, subtle differences between them, like you can hear if you're listening to it, but then when you hear them together, they sound really, really cool. And uh, it has a really fun guitar solo. I, I forgot how much I sometimes like guitar solos. Uh, and I like what Jay Mascus does because they're just like bluesy classic rock solos. They're not you know, crazy Eddie Van Halen or like Steve Vai acrobatics. They're just fun. Lots of guitar bendy things and, you know, half a dozen distortion pedals at varying uh, levels. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, you know, uh, going down, it, you know, it's a simple, 
palm mute groove spread across the song to pretty good effect. Uh, it's a pretty well put together track, um, and I can see why they placed it where they did. Um, Tiny uh, is a 90s ass song. Um, it, it's one of those tight little nuggets uh, of the of the 90s that will stick with us forever. Um, you know, it, it was it was definitely something that in repeat listens, I was like, wait, okay, there's something more here. But, you know, I don't really have words to describe. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, uh, like, if I could be like, okay, this time code, hey, hey, that, that, that thing, that thing right there. Like, the genesis of Sproing was, hey, listen to that thing. What the fuck is that thing? What is it? There, there are some things also in, like, the tone and the way that they, uh, they make the, the the equipment that I, I I believe it doesn't he use like a jazz master yeah uh, vintage yeah, jazz like, masters with uh, Seymour Duncan antiquity pickups yeah it's that's a I mean I I run in guitar circles and I I play the vintage game you know, people don't play that very those things very often that, that was of the time and and his are slightly modified he has a like a tunematic on him so yeah. they're a little easier to play um like he they're if you want to go down a rabbit hole. J Maskus gear videos are really interesting because the guy has like the most ludicrous pedal board set up and you know a bunch of old amps. And well, one of my one of my old customers when I worked sales was a was a huge fan and I, I like I sold him the the J Maskus signature and he like came in all the time before then playing the stuff and it's a it's a very very distinct sound that he was being able to get out and I I, I wish I knew more about it. I will have to go and do homework. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's not your your standard. Hey, this is a guy with a Strat and a dirt box, or hey, it's a Les Paul and a dirt box and a big amp. Uh, there's some, there's some nuance in here, um, and y- you get that especially when you have a genre of music where um, you know the 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 clipped out like like fuzzed out grunge at different levels. Um, that than you normally would like it's not just straight up clean it's not straight up dirty um it's very dynamic dirt uh, dynamic dirt if we named podcasts that would be the name <laughs> of this one dynamic dirt but yeah there, there's something about that and and on the track i walk for miles they they do that as well um where it's just a simple uh grunge groove where like you know you it's very reactive to to your how hard you're hitting it but uh it's paired with like some really really heavy drums that like as a song like hey we got a drummer why don't we like make him do some work right now and they made a song where the drummer did some work um and it had way more of a guitar solo than i was expecting you know it might all just be minor gin and tonic but uh it's uh it's it's there it's not the boodle deedle doos it's not you know it's not alan holdsworth yeah. but there's uh there's more guitar solo than i've ever expected to hear on this album so it, that that was uh a a nice little treat but you know again it's hard to pick songs out of this album it's more of a it's an album you sit down and play front to back uh but uh yeah those are the three tracks that it really stood out to me Mm -hmm. uh drew what would be some of the key tracks for you so uh tiny i'm gonna go into yeah i know it's not the opener sorry um the opener was good fun uh droning uh vocals sort of get you into the fun guitar lines but tiny Tiny was the song that I was humming at work. Uh, Tiny was the song that was bouncy and fun. It was easily uh, my favorite song on this record. And it's one of the ones where I like a good song that can make my dance in my chair. 
and the song made me dance in my chair. Um, I love is I had to bring up because there are some good old fashioned guitar flexing solos in that. Um, yeah, it's not super complicated. We're not talking about if I can bring up Skinner again. We're not talking about like the weirdness that was Skinner in some of those solos or anything like that. But it was it was some cool soloing that was done by guitar. I'm not a huge fan of solo field rock and roll most of the times, but when it works, hey, it works. I can't really I can't really deny that. And if we're gonna go with like a more slower slash mid tempo y type of jam, uh, Lost All Day is the one I'm gonna bring up. I don't know why the tone of this one, I just dug a lot. There was that, like Brett was mentioning earlier, that open, jangly-type guitar uh, that was working a little bit in that uh, song. And it's one of those songs that, like, that reminds you of something, like, kicks that nostalgia itch in the back of your brain, and you don't know exactly why, and it's going to bug me for about a week until, like, all of a sudden it clicks. I'm going to be in the middle of the work work and i'm going to yell something and nobody's going to know what i'm talking about it's okay <laughs> it's gonna happen it's gonna yeah. scare a client that's okay yeah um yeah and there's yeah <laughs> i love those moments where it's like oh fiddlesticks oh sorry uh sir uh how can i help you out uh what seems to be problem with your computer there uh <laughs> it's it's one of those beautiful moments in life uh, and sometimes it gets you uh, institutionalized. Here or now. Uh, yeah, let's. We got some key tracks. Let's bring it back around the horn to, to do some conclusive thoughts on this album. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album as a whole? It, it, it's a pretty okay album. Um, I, my mind was not blown, uh, I, but I didn't really have any struggles listening to it. Um, you know, and listening to it as many times as you have to, 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 to milk all the content we can get for your listening pleasure listener. Um, but, uh, if you're at all into any of this, uh, guys playing the same style of music as has been, you know, played since the late eighties kind of thing, you know, just gussied up and a little better. And if, if you like guys that have straight up Draco Malfoy haircuts, um, you know, you could, you, there are a few haircuts better. Uh, so, um, yeah, this, this is an okay album. It's worth your listen. Give it a try. Uh, do the Pepsi challenge. Yeah. Um, set it right next to it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what, what your, your coach to Pepsi would be. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, it, it is it is definitely a, a great taste uh, that tastes great here together with us. So yes. listen to the you should already listen to it anyway. But yeah. whole uh, that's why we, we classic do this rock five, five. in my alternative radio. Like I don't understand <laughs> what's happening right now. Why are we? I don't, I don't know. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? Um. Again, like I said, it's uh, Dinosaur Jr. has never been something I've dug much into, and I know I should. Um, and this band could have very easily have hung it up, been good with what they did at the time. They got back together, and they're still making music that a lot of times when a band does that, and they get back together after a time, it's it doesn't end up good. It ends up pretty bad, and it's ended up pretty good. Um, you usually can't find a band from the 70s, 80s that if they broke up, 
get back together and make awesome music continuing, and they Dinosaur Jr. did it, and that's pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and this is this does harken back to to a time and place, especially that their their time and place. Uh, yes. with some you know <laughs> their very time and place which is you know it's like like they just decided let's get let's just get back on this horse and ride it like we ride it like old times uh and you know not a bad thing I mean, it has a nice feel to it and has a nice sound to it uh it gives you some nostalgic feels and it takes you for a good good honest ride uh yeah those dishonest rides pd i i hate them yeah. This yeah. ain't one of them. Yeah, no. This gets a five star of my uh lift review. Uh uh Patrick. What would be what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? Uh, um I really enjoyed Dinosaur Jr. and I was really happy to see that they still can make a good record in twenty sixteen. Considering my favorite of album of theirs is from twenty three years ago. Um Go listen to this. Go listen to Without a Sound, which is probably their most popular record, or kind of anything from like the uh, late '80s and early '90s. Uh, they're, I feel like they're underappreciated, and and they should be. They're really good, and rock and roll ain't completely over. Are you saying like, they should be underappreciated? No, no, they're more underappreciated than they should be. They should be very appreciated. I don't know words. <laughs> I don't know how words work. Whoa. This is a hot banger tonight. We're we're yeah. we're on our A game. This is yes. we should take a month off again. <laughs> but took all that like, pent up banter, all that pent up banter. Yeah. yeah. If if you like rock music and uh, especially like if 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 you are like a lot of people and really like '90s alt rock, uh, this is very much fits that, but also is kind of unique and doesn't just sound like a uh, Pearl Jam cover band like. Far too many of those bands do. Uh, so go listen to it. It's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, here at Record Breakers, we pack, practice tantric podcasting. That's right. <laughs> we do. Uh, um, yes. Yes. Um, all right. So those are our thoughts on Dinosaur Jr. Uh, now we get to the main event of the evening. We get to our haiku reviews. Uh, we get to, uh, you know, what we've all been waiting for. Summoning it all up uh, incompletely into poetic form for your fun and amusement. Um, let's start. Let's just go same order. Brett, what is your haiku? It's our second round. What you expect and more. Some clipped out noise rock. Um, Drew, what is your haiku? Checking off my list. Finally heard a full re- or finally heard a record from a cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, my haiku: a bit nostalgic, pulls from alternatives past. A decent listen. Uh, Patrick, what did your haiku? Thirty some years in and still making great music. Rock and roll ain't dead. Mm-hmm. Also, I think I double checked and I believe I don't believe we've actually done uh Dinosaur Jr. in, in a past episode, so Um <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm smelling burnt toast. We we haven't? <laughs> we we've definitely done Dinosaur Jr. adjacent bands, but not Dinosaur yes, Jr. We didn't clutch. I went through I and looked actually. 
we did Clutch. We did Bob Mould. Who's, yeah, the who's... beginning of the beginning of this when you said that was me going through and being like, oh shit, do I have to rewrite my haiku at the beginning of this? And then <laughs> no. I didn't find it. I, I definitely like, oh, have considered doing them before, but I have yeah. not yet. It's, it's one of those odd things. Uh, so maybe yeah. it's from your other music podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, like we we've, we've reviewed Armageddon like twenty times. Yes, haven't reviewed um, it once. Yes. Um. All right. So those are our thoughts on Dinosaur Junior. Uh, you can of course find it on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, the home game. Uh, play along at home. Follow along with us on that same Spotify playlist. Uh, will be Brett's pick. Uh. Brett, what do you got for us next time? Got some more uh, uh, 90s noise rock stylings of uh, Steely Dan um, and their <laughs> album Can't Buy a Thrill. Yeah. It's that one. <laughs> yes. yes. You, uh, you know, Steely Dan with, uh, with their, you know, you, I, I remember them and their flannel and their uh, je- and jeans yeah. and their mom sweaters and uh, the puka but, shells. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 they were true '90s legends. Um, That's right, you know, grunge rock, piano, um, electric sitar, all the all the things you expect from, you know, a, an up and coming band out of Seattle. Yes. Um, um. Yes. All right. So Steely Dan next week. That'll be next week. Look forward to that discussion. Uh, but that's next week, and this is this week. You can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Britt is at HeyBeedyBearBird, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at Extra Super X. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at 4 Record Breakers. That's the number 4 Record Breakers. RecordBreakersPodcast.com. RecordBreakersPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, once again, another shout-out to the Reverend Puck for the great overlay that you see if you're watching the video podcast. Uh, th- thank you very much for the awesome work. Uh, but yeah find us all in there we got we're on itunes we're on stitcher we're on youtube rally.net rally tv i uh, like share subscribe until next time hasta los huevos Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>